The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater. And this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. You're listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Marinci. Rage all you want. Level 3, this is Sports Rage. I am Krusty the Clown. Kicking it, Professor Gas Can. Smash light and uh, cousin sunglasses. Cousin Sal will be with us on uh, on Friday. Uh, countdown is on National Football League uh, regular season set to begin, and we picked a great week uh, for us to lose communication with the outside world. Uh, but um, you know what? Adversity only makes you tougher, right? <laughs> it's always uh, darkest. Uh, before all that, what you know, before dawn and all that, all that other, all that other type of stuff. One thing that is true, though, things can always be worse. Things can always be worse, and uh, we'll, we'll try to, you know, what you create your own luck in this in this world, and we'll have to create our own luck uh, tomorrow night. And I don't think actually is it really luck. And as we were saying, you know, I don't want to. I'm not picking on Mike McCarthy. You know, the guy won a Super Bowl. You know, the guy had Aaron Rodgers, and you know, he was in, he's been in the league forever. So he's won some football games. You know what I'm saying? So you know he's one of these life football lifers, and I, you know, we can't call him out. We're all jackasses, handicappers, talk show hosts, fans, people on Twitter, chat. See, what I mean, everyone. Oh, this guy sucks. He sucks. I know more. Ever blah blah blah. So I have respect for him as a man, as a football man. But it's almost like it's sort of like um, you know a good example is my grandfather. A lot of respect for my grandfather. Loved him. I may rest in peace. But I remember in his later years, in his later years, it was pretty scary, man, when he was driving and stuff. Yeah, he was too slow or he was too fast. He didn't look like, you know what I mean? It was just one of those deals where it doesn't mean you don't love him, but you got to say, listen, I don't think it's a good idea for this guy to be driving around anymore. <laughs> and it's the same thing with Mike McCarthy. And I'm not saying that, you know, I mean, he's uh, he's elderly, but I'm just saying, if you know what I'm saying, if you know what I'm saying, is that it's 2021 right now. We're going in on 2022, aren't we? This year, man, what a year it's been, how fast it's been, huh? Um, so, you know, we're going in on, 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 you know, 2022. Are you telling me that of all the football minds right now in America, that Mike McCarthy tops this list? 
Like the Dallas Cowboys, we talked about it earlier, the most valuable franchise, $6.3 billion. Mike McCarthy's their coach. How can any franchise be worth $6 billion and McCarthy is the head of it? Like, you know, Mike McCarthy is just, he's the reason why. Look at Green Bay. They've gone to back-to-back title games. They've won 26 games in the last two years. Right? Like, you, you know what I mean? He got along. It was nothing personal with, with Aaron Rodgers and McCarthy. But it got to the point where Rodgers was like, listen, we're in a modern NFL right now, and we're running the same place. I'll never forget a story. I think it was, uh, I think it was Lawson. It was the kid on, uh, it was, I think it was pretty sure it was lost. It was a kid on Cincinnati Bengals. And I remember it was a story from a couple of years ago. And he was asked, like, who's the hardest quarterback to sack and who's the easiest quarterback to sack as a rookie? And he had a fascinating response. Shout out to our AM radio affiliates. We're kicking it in the Badlands. I am Krusty the Cloud, a.k.a. Marenzi. Welcome to my life. Let's do it. Countdown is on. The National Football League uh, regular season set to begin. And, you know, a lot of people will talk about this and that. And, you know, I don't have any time for that stuff, man. Uh, I really don't. I, I, I don't have patience for it anymore. And I can't lie. And it's nothing against our boy Babano because he's not the only one that does it. But I, I, I can't take it. I'm not, the season hasn't started yet, but I'm not going to tolerate the, well, if it's five and a half and it's six and if it's this and if it's that. And it's like, it's all garbage. It's not helping us handicap this football game. All right, let's handicap the game for real and not, like, talk about semantics and what the stupid point spread about, oh, this and at that place and I bet it here, but now I don't bet it now with this and that. Uh, i tell you what. This game comes down to coaching, all right, and, and dedication and players. I see there's a story now, uh, Lock and Four is reporting, there's a story about the Cowboy players are pitching. Even vaccinated Cowboy players were asked not to go out. And now, oh, yeah, right, of course, the anti, oh, everything, oh, I told you, oh, whatever. Yeah, it's called being a professional. I don't know. Is Tom Brady going out right now? No. I don't know why the Dallas Cowboys are worried about. Worry about Tom Brady, right? The Cowboys are a clown show. They just are. They're unprepared. Mike McCarthy, nothing against them, but the NFL has passed them by. Kellen Moore is not qualified to be an offensive coordinator in the National Football League. I don't know why he is, like, given the keys to this thing. The Cowboys are a great franchise. Jerry Jones is a genius. And it's amazing to me that Jerry Jones is such a business genius and such a visionary, yet he's so blind to actually getting a good head coach. It's amazing to me. It's like basically being Ferrari in, in Formula One and picking a driver like you know, out of a uh, retired NASCAR convention. Hey, you want to run Ferrari? Like, you know what I'm saying? Are you going to agree with me? Yes, sir. Okay, you're hired. I mean, what are we doing here, Jerry? You, like I said, you're a full genius. Geniuses don't hire Dan Quinn to be their defensive coordinators. God, what a crew these guys are. Give me Arians and Brady. Didn't Brady already kill Quinn once? Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Uh. 
The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No. Oh, yeah. Late night anger management class, Sirius XM Channel 204. I am Marancy. We're kicking it. Jason B. Tackafin. We're going to step up and in in a couple of minutes. We'll talk some baseball. Uh, this guy's a sharp guy, three-time champion, A-ball affiliate, Toronto Blue Jays, and uh, the Oakland Athletics. Um, he had Noah Syndergaard, a bunch of other great uh, players uh, through their organizations. He came through, won three championships, uh, and worked with the UFC. Smart uh, executive, general manager type, analytics, but old school, real cool dude. Um, we, we actually met him. We're actually from... We're actually from the same city, but we didn't know each other. We, you know what I mean? So uh, I used to do the Expos post-game show, and obviously he's in the baseball world, but I didn't know him, but he knew who I was. And I'm not, uh, I'm not like, name-dropping, like, oh, yeah, me and Errol Hawani. But, like, I do know Errol Hawani. Um, we should get him on the show. He's busy, Ariel, but Errol is cool. I get along with Errol. And... Um, Ariel's from Montreal as well. And I used to do the Expos post-game show in the old days. And Ariel used to call. So, like, Ariel, like, told me, oh, yeah, I was a big fan of yours even before. So, Ariel, like, used to call me. It's pretty crazy. Ariel Hawani would call the post-game show <laughs> right before, like, when he was a kid, teenager or whatever. And um, I ran into Ariel. And it's funny, too, because I saw Ariel in an airport. And it was after, like, a UFC, and it was in Vegas. And um, we were both, it was a New York New York flight from Vegas back to New York. And like I said, I know him. I've known him for years and stuff. But I saw him, and he looked really tired. And, you know, there was always stuff going on with Dana White. And, like, you know what I mean? And, and there were people coming up to him because it was all UFC fans in the airport and stuff. So I saw him, and I was like, ah, you know what? I'm just going to leave him alone. 
it won't change his life if I say hi to him. <laughs> right. So, so I go and I sit down like in another side of like the terminal, and I knew we were on the same flight. Even I was like, and I was thinking, I was like, I'll see him on the plane or something. I'll say, hey, what's up, bro? Right. And uh, so I'm sitting there, and he comes up to me. He goes, oh, you don't say hi. And I saw you. And I told him. I said, oh, I don't want to bother you, bro. And uh, and he sat down. We started talking and stuff. And uh, he brought up Jason. He goes, oh, you know what? Uh, great job with the show you're doing. Congratulations and stuff. And he goes, I know a dude, man. And he goes, uh, he's a fan of yours, and he's a really smart guy. He's a champion. And he worked for the. He works for the. Uh, this at this point, I think he still worked for the UFC. He was like, he's an executive in the UFC now, and he goes, be a great guest for you. He's great with baseball, and like, ah, oh, I'll give you his number. And it's Jason. So that's how we met Jason through uh, Ariel Hawani. So we'll talk some baseball. Uh, we'll talk some baseball uh, with um, with Jason in a couple of minutes. As far as Ariel, I saw Ariel going off uh, well, with Brendan Schaub. I don't know. Like I said, I like Ariel a lot and stuff, but I don't trust anything. I think everything's a work. I think everything's a work at this point in time. I mean, hell, even now we're finding out maybe that Montreal screw job was a work, right? <laughs> we're finding out. And like it really that's one of those deals if you find that out like that's like there's no Santa Claus like if you found out now that yeah listen Bret Hart and Vince McMahon were in on it together I never would have thought that they would have been but now that I'm older and stuff and I will tell you I was in the building that night I was in the arena in Montreal at the Bell Center it seemed pretty real at the time but it's wrestling. Everything seems real. Like it's that's they're good at that. Like, if you think about it in hindsight, the way it went down, Bret Hart, Bret Hart sort of like, you know, became like a hero. He became even bigger. Bret Hart was already big in Canada. Bret Bret Hart was big in the wrestling world, obviously, but you know what I mean? Like it made him bigger. Yeah, he got screwed over and stuff, but it's like right out of a movie, man. In a sense, like everybody won. You know what I mean? Everybody wins, like in a sense that Brett Brett looks like the, you know, Brett got screwed and oh poor Brett Hardy got screwed over and all oh, the big screw job. Did you see and they made movies about it and documentaries and blah 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 blah. And yeah, he gets screwed over, but he also gets to spit on Vince McMahon and punch him in the face. Right? Which, ironically enough, we never saw the punch in the face. We saw the spit. Right? We saw the black eye. Who knows with Vince how that happened? Like, honestly. Like, if you, I'm, I'm just being real now. If you put it together, if you think about it, would it be crazy that Bret Hart went into that room they, with the closed door and Vince is there, and somebody, Vince said to someone, all right, not you, Brett, but, you know what I mean? All right. <laughs> you know, Briscoe, one of the cronies there at the WWF at the time, all right, give it to me. Smoke me in the face here. You know, not Brett at full, like, you know what I mean? And then Brett comes out on my hands. Dude, like, it's funny how everything was on camera except that. And you think Vince wouldn't get spit on? Come on. Vince basically, like, come on, look at the sexual, like, look at the things that Vince has, like, done. Like, even with the family that he's made his family. Like, you know what I mean? There's nothing that he wouldn't do. 
So don't think for a second that Vince would not be willingly to get spit on, number one. Number two, don't think for a second that Vince McMahon would not get punched in the face to sell an angle. The guy's insane. Of course he would. He, like, he would almost get a kick out of it. He'd think, this is amazing. Yeah, man, man, yeah, you spit on me, and I'll get punched in the face, and you'll look like a hero, and I'll look like the guy, and then, oh, it'll be a big thing, and people talk about it for years, and we're both going to get publicity out of this, and what an angle. Like I said, it sounds crazy. I didn't plan on talking about this. This type of subject that, you know, we need hours on almost, but... Like I said, I never thought, like, oh, no, nah, there's no way. But, yeah, there's a way. Yeah, yeah, there's a way. <laughs> like, there's totally a way. It's freaking wrestling. All right, man? It's wrestling. You, you know what I mean? Like, to believe that it's not believable is almost unbelievable. Like, that's like, there should be a new documentary now looking into this. There's already been movies made about it. Jim Cornette swears that it wasn't a work. Cornette's like, uh, Cornette said that, listen, I've been part of the depositions in court. Like, they sued each other and stuff. Like, Bret Hart, like, sued for, like, character infringement or something like that, whatever. And, and I don't know, Vince McMahon countered for whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they basically sued each other. But then I thought, would, would these guys sue each other to sell something? Of course they would. They're wrestlers, man. It's Vince McMahon and the Hitman. I mean, I love Bret Hart. One of my favorite guys, but the name, come on, he is a wrestler, right? So, like, it's almost being shocked or something. It's like, nah, Ron Jeremy, like, is a pervert? No way. No. That's impossible, man. Can't be. Can't be. So, as I stated, (laughs) back to Dan Quinn, poor Quinn. I'm not, I don't want to, you know, I feel bad here because, listen, Kellen Moore, I don't feel bad about ripping. Kellen Moore, I don't know how you have this job, bro. You know, Jerry likes you. It is what it is. Mike McCarthy, you should not be a head coach in the National Football League right now. And Dan Quinn, I'm not saying that Dan Quinn should never work again. And there's a lot of guys that are good coaches, good coordinators, and they know football, but, you know, they shouldn't be the head coach anymore. So I'm not saying that Dan Quinn should be banished for the National Football League. What I'm saying is, to me, it just seems the combination. <laughs> like, like, if you told me, listen, yeah, yeah Dan Quinn. So, like, Bill O'Brien. Yeah, come on, man. Bill O'Brien's smart, but he really isn't. Whatever. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. 
If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. So stay tuned and get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. The late night anger management class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morency. It's the Wicked Wednesday. And it's not usual that we talk baseball with Jason B. Takafin uh, in the middle of the week. Uh, but we didn't break it down on Sunday night due to Labor Day uh, weekend. And there's just so much stuff uh, going on, including a Hall of Fame induction earlier in the day today. And, you know, considering that, I don't know, I talk sports six hours a day and I talk about baseball uh, daily, and I like to consider myself not to be a stupid idiot that doesn't know what's going on in the world. Uh, Jason, I have to say that having a Hall of Fame induction day on a work day, on a weekday, (laughs) Labor Day, on a Wednesday afternoon, like the great Derek Jeter's career was basically wrapped up earlier this afternoon. It's easy to armchair quarterback this thing, Jason, but what the hell are they thinking? Yeah, it's really easy. So the way that they normally have the Hall of Fame induction in a non-COVID year is pretty good. I personally would like Sunday Night Baseball to be in Cooperstown that night uh, in the last Sunday of July. It is very odd that they treated the Hall of Fame induction like a Wednesday getaway in September, where they held it in the afternoon. It didn't really have a lot of pomp and circumstance. It didn't really have a lot of pageantry. And forget about Marvin Miller and Lyatt Walker and Derek Jr. All these great people that deserve to get in and deserve to have their their time in the sun. But I'm with you. I would have had it either if you knew it was going to be tough this year, I would have either had it at the Monday or Monday afternoon of the All-Star game, not necessarily have to be in Cooperstown if there is a COVID issue. And you know that the the economics of it, i.e. normally it drives a lot of tourism and positive e- the economics to upstate New York. If you knew that wasn't going to be the case, then just do it during the All-Star break. There's a lot of, listen, it's easy, like we said, it's easier easy for us to sit here, yeah. especially with baseball, to say, oh, they should have done this. They could have done that. Yet, this is just sort of obvious. And I get it. We're in a pandemic, but at the same point in time, you had a lot of time to plan this out properly. And, you know, we can give them ideas, Jason, if they want to meet with us. I know you've got connections. I mean, you're yeah. you're the former champion, three-time champion, Jason. I mean, Tackle can kick it with us. Uh, phone, lines, phone lines are open, by the way. If anybody but, wants <laughs> I think you just nailed it. I think the best way to go would basically make it a Hall of Fame weekend sort of around a game in a very similar situation that the uh, that the National Football League does. But and even so, because even so, and there's always a shame because, you know, how many diehard Yankee fans couldn't make it out there? Or, you know what, you basically say, all right, we're going to have this earlier in the day, but what we're going to do is we're also going to have a bunch of his former teammates live in the stadium tonight at the park. Right. And we're going to do little mini interviews in between the innings and – we're going to encourage all the fans to get here at three in the afternoon or two in the afternoon. 
Like, imagine a full Yankee stadium before the Blue Jay game watching Derek Jeter. People right. chanting in the stadium. Like, there's just many different ways. Put it this way, bro. Any damn thing would be better than the nondescript, nonchalant. Come on, man. Larry Walker, Ted Simmons, Marvin Miller, Derek Jeter, they all deserve better than a Wednesday afternoon, bro. I agree. And baseball did a really good job, and they're doing a very good job of owning the all-star little mini week. They have the draft there. They have the home run contest. They get rid of Sunday night baseball now for players so they can get the extra night off. Uh, it's a small thing, the extra night off, but it matters. And I think that they need to tackle the Hall of Fame and also this induction process. Again, I would add a game. Um, I would add a game to it and sort of treat it almost like uh, the field of dreams and the same kind of emotional component to it and the same kind of grassroots childhood-like, small stadium-like um, that people sort of love and crave about baseball. So Derek Jeter thanked all of the uh, all of the Hall of Fame voters, except for one, uh, of course, and he made light of it. He didn't pull a Jordan and start saying, I hope right. you all die, and uh, right. you know, look how good I am, and you all suck. Right. <laughs> Jordan was there uh, today. Uh, what do you make of that? Is that like if you're if you're if you're a writer and you have that vote, is that just sort of an old school thing? We don't know who it is, right? So yeah. is it like sort of an old school? Like, should you put your name on it? Like, is that a thing? Put your name on it and say, listen. Like, remember basically Red Fisher, may he rest in peace. Um, you know, he was a longtime columnist uh, in Montreal. He covered the Montreal Canadiens, and you know, this guy was around like literally since the '50s type of thing. Yeah, and. I thought it was a little over the top, personally. Like, he wouldn't talk to, if you were a rookie, in the media, Jason. Yeah. Like, you weren't the person to him, unless you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And And I always thought, all right, that's that's a little bit. Now you're just pushing it, bro. I get it. You're the senior guy here. But you don't, like, like yeah. really? Who, you told Blake? Like, you're, we're, you're we're on the turf. Turf. We get it. Yeah, we get exactly. It. We get it. Exactly. So I get it where there's always going to be some old guy that says, I don't give a damn if it's Babe Ruth and Sandy Colfax. I don't vote for anybody on the first ballot. Right. But what do you make of Jeter just being one, only one person stopped him from being unanimous? Yeah, look, I, I, I think that it's an, it, it's equal parts potentially embarrassment, or at the very least, he obviously wants to be uh, first ballot, uh, or he wants to be, excuse me, unanimous first ballot. Um, and and yeah, look, he, he probably derives motivation out of his haters, even though he of all people like never had haters. Like if there's one person who like literally rarely had haters, it was Derek Jeter from the time he was drafted out of high school, uh, uh, sixth overall. Uh, he I was would say now. Marlins fans, notwithstanding, <laughs> yeah, but there's not. Listen, Marlins. Fans, I know. I know what you're saying. But there's not. The Marlins have one of the best pitching rotations, one of those pitching staffs. But yeah, there. As a player, Derek Jeter, even when he severely regressed, he he still was treated with like the captain gloves. He didn't get a lot of heat for not moving off of shortstop to benefit the team because A. Rod was much better than him defensively. Like he. Oh, that's a good point. He did not. He did not accept a lot of, let's say, he, he, no one gave him a lot of heat for only winning one World Series, the back end, the back nine of his career. Like I'm not comparing Big Poppy to him in the sense, you know, obviously you look at Jeter, what Jeter accomplished, but I am in the same sense, it's interesting what you stated, that 
listen, a lot of people like Yankee fans and Red Sox fans, they really do hate each other for real. It's not like just a yeah. a fake thing. They don't like each other. They don't like the cities. They don't like the, the players, et cetera. And it carries over. But Jeter and Big Poppy sort of have that, you know what I mean? Like sort of, you know, and even from an outside, outside of New York, a lot of people don't like the Yankees. And a lot of people don't like the Red Sox either. But Big Poppy and Jeter somehow are like, some guys are just popular and some guys aren't, bro. It just is what it is. It doesn't matter how good you are either. I think Poppy is a very good patriarch for a lot of Latin players. He takes them under their wing and he's a very good mentor, especially for players that may not speak English at a very young age or may not I speak. I thought he got a free pass, and I know you're a Red Sox fan, but I'll throw he it out has, in that. He does have a free pass. Yeah, like, yeah, he has gotten a free pass compared to others. Let's just be real. That, listen, I, I, I love the guy, but he, he has gotten a free pass. Just he has a great shtick. And uh, <laughs> it's true. He, he I, anybody. I mean, he, he is known as Poppy. Like right? some people, like, like, did you, like, would be like, did you ever use performance enhancers? Hey, what kind of question is that? I'm not going to answer that. Hey, right. Big Poppy, why would you ask me something like that, man? Come on, man. Starts laughing off. Move on. Hey, right. I got shot in a bar last night. Hey, don't worry about that. Why someone tried to shoot me? Hey, don't, don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> like, not a mistake. But the um, yeah, targeted exactly. He 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 has a better shtick, and he is all roots lead back to Deflategate. And one of the reasons why the Patriots were able to skirt any sort of serious attention was because people are afraid of the Boston media. And I think Ortiz is very insulated by the Boston media. He delivered them three championships. They do not win the World Series without him in 04 or 2013, and they most probably do not win it without 2007. He is very, very insulated. And the Boston media loves to fight. They love competition. They love yapping they back. They defend their guys. You hate us because you're not us. And yeah. Exactly. Look, look at A-Rod, look at a classic example. Does anyone look at A-Rod like, like Sosa and Bonds and McGuire, no, right? He's not like, no one really looks at him like that. But the second there was a, a slip up, hell, even the media in New York attacked him, yeah. right? Like A-Rod didn't have that. And why is it? Well, there's the difference, right? If you're cool with the media and you go on all the shows and you're you're funny and you're, you like you said, you have a shtick and an act and people, you're making other people money by doing it as well, as opposed to, you're all smiles and you're all teeth when the camera's on and everyone really knows your real shtick and they're all jealous because you got $800 million and you're sleeping with J-Lo, right? Yeah. So they're like, all right, we're going to attack this guy. It's the way it's just, the way the media goes in sports. It's very, like, two guys can do the exact same thing. They'll, like, look at Roger Clemens, look at Andy Pettit. 100%. Andy Pettit sat down, did the old Texas thing. I'm sorry, y'all. So I let y'all down. Yeah. You know, it's a one-time thing. Dude, it was over. People were like, what, what was he even apologizing for? I don't even know. What, what, was that? I don't even, what was that? Roger Clemens, you ask him, he wants to punch you in the face. And they're like, all right, since you'll never admit it, we'll never let you in the hall. <laughs> Barry Bonds is, Barry Bonds, him being a surly person is a lot worse to his Hall of Fame candidacy than steroids. Like, a lot worse. Like, he, I, I'm with you. I, I find I find the entire process of one body of people, whether it's media, umpires, players, you shouldn't have one body of and one entity deciding who gets into the Hall of Fame or the MVP or anything. There's just too much at stake, especially in a place like basketball, where literally 
it takes you to a different stratosphere of salary if you're a first team or second well, team. I don't want and I don't want to call out the, the writers and the media per se. The media gets ripped enough in today's. No, not, I don't well, think it's media. But I do agree with you. They shouldn't have all this power, bro. Like it's just it's just a fact. And we'll continue this conversation, audio. Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips, twenty four seven, as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering: real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest-cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk, text, and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. It's a thing. We're your trusted source for gaming, odds, and more. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. The Late Night Anger Mental Class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Marinci. We're talking baseball with Jason B. Takapin. It's, it's interesting because, Jason, you have a Hall of Fame debate on your great podcast every week and just talking about the Hall of Fame process. And... I used to see it firsthand, so I'm not calling people out. And I think the media should have a vote in this. But the fact of the matter is, and I know times have changed now a little bit, but if you're a Hall of Fame voter, bro, chances are you're a beat writer. Yeah. Or chances are, like, you cover a baseball team. So what does that mean, Jason? It means you cover a baseball team. It means you watch the Chicago White Sox 162 times, and you see the other players Three times, six times, nine times live. So how many games are these old guys? And then we get into some of the older guys and not to be like critical, et cetera. Bro, some of these guys barely showed up to the park as it is, and I'd be surprised. So he's got a Hall of Fame vote? Guys doesn't have satellite dishes, Jason. He's not looking at whips and stuff like this. And like basically, it gets right down to it, as you stated. All right, he's a good player. One of my colleagues voting and... How does he treat me when he comes to town once a year? You know what? Barry might get ripped by everybody on ESPN, but you know what? He's all right with me in this town, so he's got my vote. Yeah. And it's that's the way it goes, bro. I was I was there. I sat with these people and I've seen how transparent it actually is. It's again, it's it, this is not a media thing. It's just one you can't give one type of person or one entity again that much power. Um especially when they are not even former players. And I think that actually one of the things that baseball is going to do 
as a result of the one baseball with major baseball taking over all aspects of baseball is that I think they're eventually going to take over the hall of fame in some capacity. And I do think they're going to redo the voting. Yeah. I think if you give equal parts, current living hall of fame members, all living MLB umpires past and present, and you separate this into 16%. So current living hall of fame members, 16%, 16% all living MLB umpires, the media, 16%, 16% current unionized MLB players and alumni, current MLB owners, and then 16% rotating committee of 21 executives and managers. So the last one, Gabe, is let's say you have like a David Dombrowski, for example, and he's like, yeah, we always try to get Moises Alou. Or like we, or, or you have a former manager saying like, you know what, we hated scouting against Dave Stewart. We can, like we, and, and you learn exactly. things, you have different voices, you have different people, and the last two and a half percent is by fans. So you marginalize it just in case there's people who just click on it, like they do the all-star ballots, like 50,000 for one person, but they have a voice and it's interactive. It's 21st century. It's giving fans a voice and it also spreads out. It spreads out almost like the accountability. So if a media person does want to get cute and not have Derek Jeter as a friend, okay, well, he's really marginalized. Well, and I think you should put your name on it. If you're going to have that type of privilege and, and, and it is a privilege, if you're going to have that type of, as you said, there's money at stake, bro, conventions, card signing, Derek Jeter doesn't care, but to other people, this stuff matters. Like, it's like, oh yeah. We're gonna let you, we're gonna let like you know the media how they are, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll let Burt Bly level it in, but let's make him suffer for eighteen years. That's, that's you know what easy to so me. like, but we know we're gonna let him in, and amongst yeah, yeah, we'll let him in eventually. But so it's like, yeah, okay, guys, that's all cute. You can play your little god-like games, but you just cost this guy like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year for the last twelve years. Yeah, he been on the card convention tour. He would have been at a Hall of Fame or signing baseballs at the Hall of Fame. He would have been. You know what I mean? His like, it's his livelihood, and you're just you're sort of playing games with it. I remember, listen, I remember talking to uh, to an NFL Hall of Famer about Terrell Owens, and he said, "Screw it." He said, "I played with Terrell Owens. He was a horrible teammate." And he said, "He said he can get in. He'll get in one day, but he can wait." So that's fine. That's fine. That's a for that's a that's a player that was saying that, right? But when you when you just get into the media. Let me ask you quickly, because I didn't think we would turn into this, but I'm enjoying the conversation. Right. So what about Kurt Schilling? Is Kurt Schilling, is, are his numbers Hall of Fame-like, or is he really being held out due to his, uh, I was going to say his political views, but I'm going to say in my own political, uh, my own personal opinion, due to his own insanity. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you know what I'm saying. Is, <laughs> is he being held out because of, like, or if you were a player or a manager, would they say, no, no, he's not really a Hall of Famer? Yeah, he to me he is a Hall of Famer on the field. Uh, he, he he led two teams in four years to World Series. He was the best pitcher in baseball, certainly the best money pitcher in baseball. You know, he passed the baton uh, to Madison Bumgarner, passed the baton to, to Strasburg. But he uh, he was the best postseason pitcher for a long time. He is the reason why the Diamondbacks won the World Series in two thousand one. Yeah. He's the reason why the Red Sox won in two thousand four, and he even had a part in two thousand seventeen. Um, he was amazing in 93 when the Phillies could have won. That was a coin flip series. And he's never done anything. No. Like elite. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh, yeah, there's that. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, no, no. He, Terry Francona once said he's a horse for one day of the week, and the other four days he's a horse's ass. And wow. <laughs> I don't think. I don't comment. think that, that shouldn't matter because not everyone is Gary Carter. They're going to steal out of signings for the media. And I think that well, it's I, not a personality contest. It's well, not who you voted for. It's not what you your crazy Twitter takes, right? Yeah. 
And as I stated, I've had Kurt on the program, and I used to speak to him kind of routinely. And I enjoyed talking to him, talking baseball, just because he didn't care. He would tell you his personal opinion on anything you asked him. Both. Except I caught on, bro, and it was before the election. It started, man. And I had him on, like, literally. Like, he wasn't weekly, but it was, like, twice a month type thing. He was, like, a regular guest, Jason. Yeah. And it just sort of started, man. I could sort of, you know what I mean? Yeah. There was the bathroom law and stuff, like, around that time. And I was like, dude, like, why do you care, Kurt, so much about the bathroom law, Kurt? Like, and then he got booted off the World Series, tele like, the Little League World Series telecast, et cetera. But all that being stated, it's all irrelevant. That's one of those deals where you're like, listen, you're a Hall of Famer, now screw off. Here's your plaque, here's your jacket. <laughs> We're not giving you a job on the network, but right. you're welcome to the club. There's worse people than him, right, inside the Hall of Fame, let's be real. Yeah. To me, he look. He's not political. It's like you said. He's that. He he is not conservative. He is. He's Aubrey Huff. Like he he is very far right. Like he is not. Like he is a. He is. He I is, think Huff Huff is a way bigger jerk than Schilling. Even hundred percent. Like you. Know what I mean, Schilling is just sort of not Schilling a jerk. To me, think... Jason, seemed to me that he was fishing for a radio gig, a job in the sort of the extreme right stratosphere. There's just a lot of money in. Right. That's so he was sort of like listen. No one else is embracing me, so I'm just going to get embraced by these guys, right. right? Aubrey Huff, I think, is just a just a jackass. Well, he's sick, and 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 the truth, like you know, he talks about his childhood trauma and that stuff. But he, he actually, Aubrey Huff, is a classic case of childhood trauma. He actually talked about it. He was very open about his issues like 10, 12 years ago, and then he sort of devolved into what he's devolved into. And how about Theo Fleury? Not to jump bounce around here, huh? Yeah, and and right to me, that's not political. Like that's not. That's not okay. Uh, so that's what I'm saying. Like Theo Fleury, great, so uh, Hall of Famer, yeah, great hockey player, Theo Fleury. He's taken the Kurt Schilling route. He's very extreme on Twitter, etc. And he was sexually abused as a as a young hockey player. So, but he, he said that um, vaccinations and vaccine tracking leads to pedophiles knowing where children are all the time, yeah. which is kind of like, all right, I'm not for vaccinations is one thing, but. But if you say that, Jason, I'm not saying here, hey, take him out of the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it means, listen, Theo's kind of out there right now. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, I, I don't want to judge. My whole deal is freedom of speech is still real, right? I guess that's the point. Like, it has yeah. nothing to do with you. If Kurt Schilling's a Hall of Famer, put him in a damn Hall of Fame. You don't have to invite him to dinner after. Yeah. I think... Theo has a long way to go before he's Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling was on Sunday Night Baseball. Kurt Schilling had a much larger. Oh yes, 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 yes. So, so also Kurt Schilling was very. Theo Fleury is just very open politically, and he just he hates the Liberal Party, and he he is he, he tweets like your grandmother would tweet. Uh, but he uh, he My is grandma. not My evil. Grandma. He's not. He's not. Uh, My grandmother wouldn't tweet. May she rest in peace. But she wouldn't be tweeting like Theo Fleury. I just yeah, want to throw that out there. Right. No, bless her heart. She wouldn't be. Uh, but she, she, you know, he's a little bit. Theo has a long way to go before he's showing, and certainly before he's on. He's another one that I really like, though. I've had Theo on my show. I've met him. Had some great interviews and conversations with him, like deep life stuff too, and just great stuff. And listen, I'm not judging him. We all live, it's all, we're all here for one life, right? And yeah. you want to say what you want to say, it is what it is, but I'm just fascinated by, like like we said, it started with the Hall of Fame stuff. So, man, time has just flown by. 
uh, tonight. Uh, Jason was going to rejoin us on on um, on Sunday night, even though the football is back. We're still going to be talking baseballs. It's a crazy baseball. Yeah, right. uh, so Garrett Cole now. I don't know, bro. I'm giving up on the Cy Young stuff, Jason. I don't even know where to go anymore. Yeah, I don't think you should give up. I think Robbie Ray's got the. He's, oh my God. He's going to win. Um, it's it's his to lose at this point, especially as the Blue Jays uh, continue to make this run. You know, Robbie Ray has four straight 10K plus starts, which is a Blue Jays record, which is really saying something. His ERA is zero in September. It's 1.76 in August. It's 1.99 in July. And it's 2.86 in June. He is on a full season heater. He has a 6.7 war, which is the highest for pitchers. And it's also the highest among baseball players as well. That is Zach Wheeler territory. As you know, I've been telling you for about since the All-Star break, look out for Zach Wheeler as a Cy Young and maybe even Dark Horse MVP because he is statistically the most valuable person in baseball. I think the NL Cy Young is Bryce Harper, but I think Robbie Ray, if he can continue to get the Blue Jays closer to that wild card, he's going to be the Cy Young. I think Rodon and Lynn will uh, dilute each other, and I think if Cole is injured for a bit, it may hurt his chances. Well, you know, it's amazing. Cole is plus 105 right now. Robbie Ray is plus 135. Lance Lynn was the favorite. It's like a war of attrition. And before we get you out of here, Jason, I was feeling pretty good about Walker Bueller, but yeah. His new teammate, oh, my God, can you do any better going to a new team than, than Max Scherzer is? And whatever, man, if the guy's going to be – like, if he's going to keep pitching like this at every start, he's going to win the Cy Young. Like, right now, he's catching up. He's yeah. the second choice after Bueller right now. Yeah, Bueller also had a bad start on Sunday Night Baseball, which subjectively, because Cy Young voting is subjective, that doesn't help your cause. Uh, especially when Zach Wheeler that day went uh, six shutout innings and led the Phillies to a very big win. Listen to Max Scherzer since joining the Dodgers, 5-0, and zero, five and oh, 1.05 ERA in seven starts. Gabe, right now he's leading the NL in ERA, ERA plus whip, hits over nine innings and strikeouts over nine innings. He can backdoor this thing, especially if he walks in. If he walks in, you can make an argument that statistically he's probably in the top five of best trade deadline uh, trades ever, right? Like you're talking Fred McGriff, 93, Manny Ramirez, 08. Uh, you're talking in that in that sort of context. He could backdoor the Cy Young. Jason B. Takafin. I got to tell you, Jason, this baseball season has just flown by, hasn't Amazing. it? Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of sports, it's like shorten the season, shorten the season, and I'm all for it. You know, NBA, NHL, I don't know, make it yeah. seven, make it 72. I'm not even saying 56 or something stupid like that. But, you know, 72. I know baseball's flirted with the 154 deal that, all right, I, you know, but there's just a natural flow to it. And to me, there's been a nice rhythm this season. And here we are right now into the game. These games count, count right now. Yeah. So it is NFL kickoff uh, tomorrow. And, of course, um, NFL week one Sunday. But baseball hasn't stopped yet. So Jason will rejoin us on Sunday night. But, Jason, where can people find your podcast? At IBWAA Podcast. And I am at Jason B. Tackett. Jason, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for stepping up and in. We missed you over the weekend, but uh, we'll double dip. We'll catch up with you on Sunday. Awesome. Thanks so much, Gabe. Jason B. Tack. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. 
the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. Sports Grid Radio Network. I'm dead, but I'm not. Listen from the ashes, take what you've got. You think I'm dead, but I'm not. Left for dead, left or right. Freeman, a warning. It's level three. It's a wicked Wednesday. Well, it's hard to believe the next time that uh, we're speaking, or at least God willing, we take things one moment at a time. Um, right? The way things, like I said, things can always be worse. Uh, but God willing, the next time we speak uh, will be um, tomorrow night following the National Football League game. Now, of course, we will be on at 6 o'clock Eastern on Game Time Decisions, Sirius XM Channel 204, Sports Grid Radio Networks, and of uh, course, uh, now Next Star Media Group and all the television networks and nine new TV affiliates and all the um, you know Sling and everything else in between, Roku and you know you know the drill. So we'll, we'll be on at six. But for those of you that for whatever reason can't be with us, and normally I'll say, well, too bad, join us. But I'll share. I'll tell you now. You already know I'm on Tampa uh, on a money line, a bunch of money line parlays. I already put them in. So we've given you the warning about that. Get a head start on these things. But I do like the over in the football game. I like the over. I like a teaser with Tampa. You tease Tampa down in the Miami Dolphins, the Florida special. This is for everybody in the Keys. It's for the Florida, the Floridians. Uh, the nut jobs. <laughs> so I'm a nut job. So you know what? Maybe I should move to Florida after all. Um, give me uh yeah, give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers tease down to minus one, minus one and a half, and the Miami Dolphins up to plus ten. Mike Evans is going to score a touchdown. All right, and it's funny because I'm not the biggest Mike Evans fan, but I, I'm not going to be that jackass to say, well, all he does is score touchdowns. How the hell can you not be a fan of a wide receiver that whatever? The guy was injured last year. He scored 13 touchdowns. The, the Buccaneers' offense is going to be better this year. They weren't even that good last year, guys, and they won the Super Bowl. This game's going to go over the number. Mike Evans is going to score a touchdown. Other than that, you're on your own. You can listen to Sports Grid on the radio, TV, or the internet. Eight technology grand. Keep it here on Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM.